Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. What's going on, guys? You're on the sidelines with the sideline guys. I am your host, uh, Derek Myers. I have with me, as always, uh, Rick Sincere from MTMV. And we have a special guest with us today, uh, host of Life's a Botch podcast. Um, highlight, highlight reel. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on, family? How you Welcome been? To be. Man, been great, been great. It's an honor to be here and uh, pleasure to be with both of my brothers on today. Yes, sir. Well, give give uh, give the people a, um, you know a little rundown of what the show's about and everything like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, Life's a botch, man. No pun intended. I mean, you know, as you know, that's uh, wrestling terminology for like mistakes in life whenever they're messing up, when they're in the ring or even in the middle of a promo. So basically with Life's a Botch, it was kind of just a nice little pun and play off of that. Uh, We cover wrestling, of course, Um, not just WWE, but we try to cover pretty much all forms of wrestling from the indie scenes, uh, promotions like Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then of course the Mecca WWE, and now AEW being in the folds, and um, you know just anything and everything that we can find funny, and sometimes we'll even cover some mainstream stuff outside of wrestling that might be botch worthy, where uh, somebody just uh, made a mess up, and uh, we want to make a little fun out of it, you know. So uh, yeah, man, it's uh, definitely something I want you guys to check out. If you're a big fan of wrestling or you used to be a fan of wrestling and you just kind of want to get up to speed with some things, uh, catch up on what life's been like, check out the Life's a Botch podcast, man. Love it. good, man. Sounds good. Sincere, what's going on with you, bro? Chilling, bro. Same old, same old, man. Um, All day I've been conducting deals, man. Fantasy deals. Oh, yeah. This morning, (laughs) yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Is it that time already? Bro, it's definitely that time of year. Um, for those people who are playing in redraft leagues, then they kind of know what it is. Um, you know, like when Mahomes went down last night, Oof. a lot of people, some people go into panic mode. Some people don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but trades definitely kick off. Like people start sending you offers immediately, especially if you have Mahomes. And, you know, for some reason or another, um, you know, he was your your guy. And they know you need somebody. you like. Be like fish bait right now, bro. People, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like good news. The good news was that um, he's not hurt for long, right? Yeah. But I know we're gonna talk about it, so I, I, I'll save it for that for that point. But from a fantasy perspective, yeah, it, people getting active. Yeah, but okay. So, what what if you're the Chiefs? What is your like perspective? Are you going to? I know they said three weeks on the injury, um, best case scenario, but. Are you putting him back on the field right then? Or are you gonna you gonna hold him out a little bit? Um, if it's three, I may hold him for four. They've done a good enough job to to win, you know, their games up until this point. And so, um, because they've been doing such a good job, right, and they have some leeway. And so I remember when Breeze went down, um on a podcast I really enjoy listening to um on the um Locked On Saints podcast. He talked about um, uh, Teddy only needing to come in and win one game out of the six games, right, uh-huh. for them to to possibly go ten and six by the end of the year. If they could get out of this, at least just winning, um, they don't need to 
win many games, right? So if you look at, I'm going to go to the AFC West for a second um, and see kind of what's going on, but they should be in a pretty decent spot. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So they're right now they're five and two. The Raiders are three and two. The Chargers are two and four, and the Broncos are two and five. They have a pretty good hold over their division mm-hmm. um, right now, right? Um, so if you look at what's going on with them, they're okay if he misses three games to even hold him one extra game away because they won't be in struggle mode. I'll just say that. They won't, they be. won't be in they won't be in outright struggle mode. Um and then when he gets back, the schedule starts to really tighten up. They have um three division games by the time he should get back. So he'll be back. Well, they're projecting him to come back in week 11. Mm-hmm. So that week they play the Chargers. So him coming back against the Chargers will be good. You know the Chargers always make a run around that time of year. Like they always suck in the beginning of the year. Right. Um you know, they start making their mm-hmm. run towards the end of the year every season. So you look at um him coming back around um, this the the date is well it's actually week eleven so he comes back around week eleven that's a Monday night game against the um, Chargers right after that they play Oakland I think that's a win um, you come back you play New England that's a big game but by then he'll be fully back inundated and with no problem you have another division game against Denver which I think should be a light one right they mm-hmm. blew through him without mm-hmm. him um, this week and then the, at the end of the year depending on where Chicago is. Um, you know, that that could be a tough one, but it's a tough defense. So, yeah, I'll just say this, man, you look at Mahomes, you look at where they are, they've been in good standing, right? They've been in good standing. They're pretty decent right now. Um, yeah, they're five and two. They did lose against India Houston, but at the end of the day, they could, I think, I think they lose against Green Bay. Um, they could win against uh, Minnesota. It depends on how Ryan Tannehill looks as um, Tennessee's starter. Whether mm-hmm. they can win or not against mm-hmm. Tennessee, right? Um, if they can beat Tennessee, which I think they can with almost anybody at quarterback with the weapons they have. Uh, right. They, don't, don't get me started, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they will got oh, no, don't get me started. no real problems. And and when I say we, it's a very loose we. I'm not I'm not down. He's just one of my fantasy guys. Yeah. So um, <laughs> <laughs> So you got him going up against okay. um you got him going up against the Chargers. When he comes back, um, that'll be a questionable game. Maybe they hold him um, out. Um, there's no ligament damage. That's good. Mm-hmm. You don't have any ligament damage for him. Um, and the team has a lot of weapons. He'll starting to get, you know, starting to get rolling. Hopefully they don't shut him out in the next few weeks. They have LaShawn McCoy um, as you know as, as a good as a good running back committee. Damian Williams is kind of taking a step back a little bit, which is problematic. But you have a guy like McCoy Hardman who could, you know. Um, start to develop a little bit. Everybody in that offense takes a hit with Mahomes gone, but because you have Hill back, you have enough weapons to make it through the storm, and that's what New Orleans has been dealing with, right? Do you have enough weapons to make it through the storm outside of your main guy? And Matt Moore has been in this situation in the past. He's come in, and he's made sure that people got through, you know, <laughs> got through these situations, <laughs> even leading Miami to a playoff game, right? So, Matt Moore's not, um, mm-hmm. this ain't new to him. The offense is, is really good. If he's been studying, he should be fine. And, you know, that, that could be a situation. Thank God this isn't more detrimental um, to Mahomes. He does have a high ankle sprain, though. That's what I was about to say. That That's yeah. what's been kind of uh, holding him back the last two weeks as well. Even though he's still been getting the ball out and doing and looking okay. 
and running and running which is weird to me yeah yeah he, he he's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind it is very weird it's very weird to see him still get out there and do all that but yeah i, I don't i'm not worried about kansas city um at all but yeah okay. if, if you have if you have mahomes as your quarterback in fantasy you are because you know ryan's got him in our league yep and mm-hmm. i haven't spoken to him yet Uh-oh. but He's holding on. He's yet holding he, on. Yeah, he because he told me the other day that he, he's uh he's 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 comfortable with Darnold throwing. You know when when he's got Mahomes on the bye week. Bro, he I don't said think you got him for three morning, weeks though. He dropped Darnold. <laughs> he dropped Darnold by by noon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I know he's not comfortable. I I, I already knew it. Percent now. Yeah. Yeah. You know the market for quarterbacks <laughs> in free agency. If, if if the league is anything like mine, I'm telling you. Even with somebody like Darnold, you definitely don't want to drop that because when something like this happens injury-wise, even with a subpar quarterback or an average young quarterback, you want to have him at least because, trust me, that free agent pool is slim to none. Like, my league that I'm in, one of them, I'm talking about it's so hard to find a good QB that you can trust to at least give you a solid 15 to 20 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so tough to find because everybody else you, I mean, maybe you can get a Gardner Minshew who's okay at times. Um, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, but his numbers don't always indicate that he's the greatest with Jacksonville, but he is a pretty good uprising quarterback to use. So if he's in your league free agency wise and uh, Pat Mahomes, while he's out, if you need an extra quarterback, I would recommend getting Minshew. Uh, I would have said Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones has kind of gone backwards a little bit since that first week. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, It's very tough if you're looking for an extra replacement quarterback, but uh, that's the beauty of being able to just draft a very, very smart, if you will. (laughs) I mean, so here's one QB that might be very interesting uh, that you just spoke of. Earlier, mm-hmm. which is a Ryan Tannehill, because over the uh, next over the next okay. three weeks, or I should say next four weeks, um, you have uh, Chargers, Tampa, mm-hmm. Carolina, mm-hmm. and Kansas. So <sighs> Tampa and Kansas yeah. are pretty pretty quarterback friendly um, defenses. Is that someone that you guys would swing for defenses if you if you had Mahomes? Okay, as a Titans fan, let me go ahead and take this one first, real quick. Just, just <laughs> with with Tannehill, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was not a fan of them picking up Tannehill as a backup because Tennessee has a history of not really picking the best backups, with the exception of maybe Kerry Collins back uh, when they had Vy and he went down. So if this is one of those instances where he can pull a Kerry Collins and just like suddenly because defensively, my Titans are phenomenal. They're good defensively, right? Like I know they can hold their own on that end, but like when you're talking about offensive weapons like a Delaney Walker and a Corey Davis and a AJ Brown and all of these upcoming receivers we have, one thing about Tannehill I will say is I know he has moments where he can be pretty good because he showed in Miami that he was able to make them look a lot better than they look currently, if you will. But 
I just don't know if I really trust them just yet because I'm looking at Denver and when I look at how they beat the Titans 16 to nothing, knowing that they benched Mariota in that game and even Tannehill still couldn't produce, I, I'm kind of, you know, because even Kansas City last night, we saw like they're not the best defense, but the way they were getting and just abusing last night makes me kind of fear because I know the Titans do kind of struggle with offensive line abilities at times to where that line really can't hold up to where I'm afraid that if Kansas City can remotely do any bit of what they did last night to Tennessee with their line, it may not look good for Tannehill. But on the, on the plus side, though, it's kind of a 50-50 chance. So I would say take a chance with him. Um, I mean, he's he is healthy. And one thing about Mariota, I know Mariota always kind of had like health issues sometimes too, where he just couldn't stay healthy enough. So it's it's possible. I mean, I'd have to see how he works with the offense. This would be his first full week practicing as a starter. So he could surprise some people this week. Um, I would say take a chance. If he's open, you know, if you're feeling risky, why not? You know, this might, this might, uh, as a matter of fact, who, who has home field advantage in that week? Is it, are they in Tennessee or are they in Kansas City? Because I hear they're in Tennessee. Okay. I hear, I heard that Kansas City tends to play better on the road, but that was when they had Mahomes. So with Mahomes being out, it would be interesting to see. Uh, I'm familiar with Matt Moore. uh, And I know that he is also capable of playing pretty good when he wants to. So it's a 50-50 battle, but I'd say if he's available in your in your free agent market, I would say go ahead and take a chance on him and uh, just see how he does. And like I said, when you have Delaney Walker that you can throw to amongst a, you know, a Deion Lewis and a Derrick Henry that's, you know, in the backfield, why wouldn't you take a chance on it? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know, outside of my only red flag to it is just that Tennessee O-line. I mean, if it if they're able to hold up enough, then you should be good. But if not, it could be a, a bit of a risky situation. Let's put it that way. Bro, okay. can I ask you a question about Delaney Walker? Yeah, go ahead, man. Wouldn't the heck happen to Delaney Walker? <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> That's a good question, man. Um, I'm not going to lie. Check this out. I picked him up in one of my leagues this year uh, because last year we lost him pretty early to an, uh, I believe it was an ankle injury he had that uh, sidelined him for the rest of the season. And it was, it was sad and unfortunate because he was actually showing a lot of potential and he's still very young because I believe he's only like 25 right now. So he's still got a lot of tremendous upside. My way of defending him right now would be the fact that I just don't know if I can trust either quarterback throwing to him, but I have to see how Tannehill acts now that he's in this starting role. Uh, But I I say if you give him the right QB, I'm pretty sure he'll be able to surprise a lot of people because it's a very productive tight end league, as we see. I mean, there's a lot of tight ends killing it in the game right now. And currently, I mean... I just think he needs the right QB to connect with him. Like, if you took him and you put him, say, in New Orleans with a Drew Brees who loves throwing to a good tight end, or dare I say even Atlanta where you see Austin Hooper suddenly just emerging amongst tight ends now because of his connection with Matt Ryan. When you have that quarterback, 
that really loves throwing to a tight end, I guarantee you, like, I'm not even going to lie, because Mariota really loves throwing to Delaney Walker. I mean, he's open enough, you know? That's what I'm asking. What That's that's what I'm concerned about. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that, that um, struck me as odd. Because they had been, you know, he had been the, the one of the favorites of Mariota for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Has Mariota just regressed so much to where he's not even the guy? You know... I, I asked myself that same question because I'll never forget back when him and Jameis Winston were like right there head to head and it was yeah. debatable. Yeah. Which pick would you rather have? And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with both of you guys. At that time, for whatever reason, I mean, I do support my black quarterback. Shout out to them. But I mean, <laughs> I, I low key kind of wanted Jameis at that time. I was hoping we were going to get Jameis just because I felt like he had a Cam Newton type of hype around him. And I just really thought he was going to, like, shine. And then, of course, all that off-the-field stuff happened with him. And then he's lately just been where he's kind of inconsistent. One minute he's great, and then one minute he's just, Jameis, what are you doing? You know, to where I was like, well, I think we did make the right pick in Mariota. But they've been very similar because I remember Jameis got benched not too long ago. I believe it was a couple seasons ago where he got benched. I think it was last and year. Was it last year? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I knew it was recent, and I mean he bounced back from it. Uh, it seems. I mean he's still kind of making his mistakes, but it seems to have somewhat kind of made him a little bit better than what he was. Maybe um, I might be stretching that a little bit because I know again he can be inconsistent. So with Mariota, I know health has definitely played a part because uh, there was one season he was really doing very well. Not like MVP type well, but he was doing well enough where I believe, matter of fact, it was that year when him and Derek Carr were doing really good. Like when Derek Carr had that MVP type Mm -hmm. season, Mariota was on that same, not the complete level, but he was really helping the Titans a lot. And I think it was something about when he had that fibula injury happen to him, I think that sidetracked him a lot. Like all these injuries from elbow injuries, fibula injuries, um, I think he even had a thumb injury, kind of like what Breeze has a little bit. He's he's had a little bit of everything, man, that's yeah. been nicking him up. And when that happens, I mean, with the Titans, man, I mean, it goes back to even Vince Young. Like, when Vince Young was playing, I remember he was starting off well, and then he started getting hurt throughout his career as well. But I blame that personally on the Madden curse. We'll touch on that with Mr. Mahomes, because I think that's taking this effect right now on him. But literally i don't know it's just like ever since steve mcnair man we can't seem to find a stable healthy quarterback you know like it's like every time we think we have our guy because he'll do good the first couple of seasons and then all of a sudden injuries happen and and i mean you know we've talked about it um a couple of the titans fans in the ots group we've even talked about that with how you know they say it's the line you know the old line and i know we have a very young old line so I feel like the O-line can develop and get better because, like, say, a Dallas. Dallas had that problem before where they couldn't protect Romo, uh, and then that line eventually got better to where it became one of the best lines in the NFL. And so, I mean, I don't know. With Mariota, I, I'm trying to hold faith to him, but it's it's very hard because he one minute does great, and then another week, just like Jameis, it's just like, man, what are you doing out there? Like, are you scared or is it just not clicking? 
I don't know, but I, I would hate for somebody like Delaney Walker to not, you know, because we we've had really great tight ends. I mean, even Jared Cook, people forget he was a uh, Tennessee Titan when he first started out, and oh, I'm snap. seeing him. He really was. Yeah, he was, and he was killing for us, man. He was he was one of our number one targets, and I mean, when I see him with a Drew Brees and a Tom Brady and all and Derek Carr and all of these people and how he's just shining, I'm like. That can be Delaney Walker if we have the right QB throwing to him, you know what I mean, or or something. So it's it's tough, man, when you want to blame the line and then you're like, well, I don't know, is it the quarterback? It's, it's kind of fifty fifty. So it, I, I really hope going into the draft this year, depending on how Tannehill does, I really hope that if they focus on getting the QB and maybe even adding some extra pieces to the line or getting some veterans for that line. Hopefully we can figure out what that is because defensively I feel like they're stout. And if they can just get that offense really good because Corey Davis, I mean, I feel like his production is also disappointing because he has potential to be a a top receiver. And A.J. Brown, our recent draft pick, he's shown some promises to where I know we have a pretty good receiving core, but it's just, again, between that line and our QB is where as soon as that gets solid, we'll be a contending team. But right now we just keep teasing people. You know, it's 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 crazy, man. It's frustrating too. But Y'all not teasing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so you wouldn't tease that time we just whacked nah. Tom Brady and the nah. Patriots? No, nah. no, nah. okay. Nah. okay. I wasn't I- even impressed. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I remember that next time we play the Eagles. Dude. I remember that. Oh, that's fine. No, no, no. I do not care. <laughs> it's all good, man. Unfazed by the Titans. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm gonna oh, be nice. That's my boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. You guys touched upon Mahomes, or we touched on him earlier. But is is so? Can we really say that this is a part of the Madden curse? Because cool. last year Antonio Brown was always on there. He's lost his mind. Um, who was the year prior? Rock, and we see Gronk, where he is. And now he's retired. Now Tom Brady Wait, is a bit oh. of an exception, right? Because Tom Brady was on eighteen. Tom Brady did skate by. He did skate by. Skate by because he even won the Super Bowl that year, I he believe. Won, yeah, he won the Super Bowl that year. No, 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 no. Wait, which year was he on there? He was on the cover of 18, I believe. And I think that was when we went to 52, right? Wasn't that? It might have been because that yeah, might have been. they lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> See? Now that. So. <laughs> that could be the effect right there. So, you know? yeah. It, I don't know. Right, do you believe in the Madden curse? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard not to believe in the curse at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it's just tough, bro. Like, some people call it a jinx, but um, I mean, it, it's been a while, right? So, some players don't believe in it. Sean Alexander, he was on the cover. Done. Vince Young, he was on the cover. <laughs> you know, Caden <laughs> Hillis, he was on the cover, right? Where's that guy? Where's he been? <laughs> right, and he was he was the the definition of a one and done type athlete. You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like he just wasn't having it. Um, so Ladanian Thomason, um, it, it's just it's been it's been a lot 
of people who've kind of suffered from the curse, right? I would some people say because Antonio Brown had a um, he had a phenomenal year. That was a beautiful he year. He like did. he had a phenomenal year. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, come on, come on. However, Rick. he did lose all public perception, right? Like at 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 the beginning of that year, and this is what we talked about earlier. Um, like I talked, to, I sent this tweet out early in the year. It was basically at the beginning of the year. Now, granted, his numbers were stupid last year, but at the beginning of the year, people saw Antonio Brown as a workhorse, um, rags to riches story. Yeah, somebody who just outworked his size, mm-hmm. right, and outworked his draft position to turn into a guy who was just, you know, an absolute monster. The number one um, wide receiver in the league, right? Yeah, agreed. Now, mm-hmm. look, he, it could have been even without, even without the Madden cover, he could have let that go into his head. Apparently, he did. He changed his hairstyle first, right? <laughs> so you look, you looked at what he did, and you know there was a lot of pride that went into all the stuff, right? On the field, though, no worries at all. However. By the end of the year, public perception had changed from him being a great story to one of the worst personalities in the league. Right. Mm. Him right. being such a bad personality and then being such a diva, being such a problem in the locker room, right? He ended the year not even playing. Mm-hmm. And not because he was really hurt, but just because of the public perception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just, no, actually because of some action that he did that you know, just kind of went too far, right, yeah. with him and his head coach. But his head coach set him. Mm-hmm. So now you look at A.B., and A.B., like I said, he went from a great story to now a... Head um, case. It's a head case, definitely, right? But it's like mm-hmm. a warning story. It's like, hey, um, if you're doing really well, like, if you're doing really well, you have to watch out for this, this, and that. Don't become Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And wow. so... This is kind of what it is. T.O. looks back. T.O., I was, um, so, um, I was, I was at a, at a radio show and, uh, T.O. had called into the show and he was basically talking about his time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. T.O. said, y'all thought I was giving y'all problems. <laughs> he said, what I did was light. What did I do? What mm. I did was light in comparison to these new dudes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, Think about Antonio Brown and all the stuff he's been through since being on the cover of Madden, just straight up. And mm. and is it the Madden curse? Man, honestly, Madden could have had nothing to do with this at all. But <laughs> but yes. it did happen simultaneously. <laughs> right after. <No. laughs> it's, listen, it's kind of curse worthy, bro. It's it's curse worthy, man. I don't know how you don't say it. I I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how this is not possible. I, I believe in it. I, you know I'm superstitious. So I think that there is a one. I think there is one. Um, mm-hmm. There's no other way to say it. But you know what people said? What's that? People didn't believe in it because he went, watch this, 104 receptions, 104 receptions, mm-hmm. 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns. Somebody mm-hmm. was like, yo, if that's a curse, then curse me. Right? Well, but yeah, but I mean, wasn't, I think it extends off the field. And that's yeah. the case for off the field curse. I was about to say, I don't think it's always in production on the field. Agreed. Agreed. I don't. 
That's where I think people usually... I was reading up on that history of this, like, Madden curse, per se, and, like, they would talk about, like, a player's numbers and things of that nature, but I agree with you guys. Like, I don't think that's more of just an on-the-field thing because, yeah, there are cases where somebody gets injured or they fade away from injuries and things of that nature, but then, like you said, coincidentally... Here we are looking at 19 where you got Antonio Brown on it, and then you look at him now. I mean, yeah, he was still producing, but look at how we possibly may or may not even see this guy in the league again at this point. Like, we don't know yet. You know, yeah, I mean, you see, like, and, and that's the part where you just wonder, like, okay, this curse definitely extends beyond that. Like, just the thought of you making the cover of that, because let me see, Brett Favre was on the cover of that. Can I can I name some victims, y'all? <laughs> yeah, go uh-huh. ahead. Go ahead. Two thousand Barry Sanders, mm. cursed, right? Yeah. He, right. <laughs> he, he <laughs> career, his football career ended while he was on the cover of Madden. Uh-huh. Eddie George, two thousand one. Oh, cursed. you had to bring my boy up. Oh my gosh. Yes. Dante Culpepper, uh-huh. cursed. Marshall Falk, cursed. Cursed. In 2003, he was on the cover. In 2002, he broke down. He missed half a dozen starts, and he never topped a thousand yards again. Never again. Come on, right. I know 2004. I know who that is. Come on, Michael Vick. Yeah, <laughs> I remember 2004, that. Kid. A uh, fractured fibula, uh-huh. less than a week after the game got released. Now he was probably the best quarterback ever on Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. In 2000, uh, on that cover, right? But at the same time, cursed. But then he also got into the whole dogfighting thing and got locked up a few years later. And that's why I would say that's where that proves just off of that one that it can affect you both on the field and off the field because the coincidence of that all happening for him was like slim to, like, you know, like, wait a minute. You injured physically and then you had a chance to get a lot of money and then that situation happened. So, like, it just showed anybody that makes the cover of this game, it doesn't just affect you on field, you know? Yep. Yeah. 2006, Donovan McNabb had a fight with T.O., oh, right? Missed half the season. <laughs> the team went 6-10. and 10. Ooh. Curse. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Eagle. I know you know about that one. <laughs> hey, man. I don't talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. I told you about Sean Alexander, right? He mm. went from 18... 18- 180 yards the year before the 896, right? And he was out of the NFL. <laughs> oh my God. Soon after. Cursed, you know Vince Young, right? Um look, Green Bay Packers. Remember, he got um it, it was he was with the Green Bay Packers, and then he went off to the New York Jets. Who I'm talking about, y'all. Good old Brett oh. Favre, man. Brett Favre yeah. on the cover of the 2009 yeah. Cursed, right? God, I forgot he was it, with the Jets. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's forgettable. But oh my trust God. me. It, didn't last long. <laughs> Do y'all remember that year when the Saints lost to a 79 Seahawks team in the playoffs? Yep. <laughs> Drew Brees, right? That's when he yep. made the cover. Yep. I remember he was that. on the cover of the 2011 draft. Oh my right? God. Peyton Hillis, no need to explain. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> you need to explain. Now, who's 13, though? Come on. Talk to Two, Okay. So, 2013 is Calvin Johnson. And, and when I look at this, you can I actually look. And if you want, you can find... What I'm talking about on CBSSports.com, um, looking at Kelvin Johnson, he they they're saying he wasn't cursed. Hmm. He I mean, wasn't. He had cursed, Matthew right? Stafford 
He was on, yeah, he was on <laughs> in 2013. And he posted, I mean, he posted a pretty decent year, right? He had a good year. Yeah. Actually, he had a career high, historic highs, right? The season he was on the cover, no, he he was not cursed. What right? happened, but the, what happened the last year, year the next year? <laughs> That's when he retired that following year, though, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So y'all are y'all saying the curse extends beyond the year you're on it? I think it does extend. I think it yeah, does. I, I think it does. I just feel like it's some type of mystique with that game cover where like even if it doesn't affect you right then and there, because when we get to Gronk, it, it's the perfect example because I believe Yeah, he, was he got hurt. hurt that year, but he still ended up winning the Super Bowl and then he came back and he played I think they won the Super Bowl again. No, he that was when they lost. He missed six starts that year. He missed, yeah. He did. With he a herniated disc. That's right. I remember that. Okay. And then from there, they went back to the Super Bowl but lost to the Eagles because that's when Brady was on. And then... Oh, what a year. I mean, even with... Uh, for 18. Because it was no, two said, Patriots. What a year. Oh, um... When they lost, let me see, because 18, when Brady made it, like we said, that's when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to your Eagles. And I believe Gronk retired literally right after that, right? Because he didn't play last season, did he? No, he did. He he retired after the Super Bowl against the uh, Rams. The Rams, okay. Yo, so but I, we skipped over the one. The last person who was really cursed, which was Adrian Peterson. Y'all remember that child? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So that's off he the field. He only played one game the year he was on the cover. <laughs> Didn't he tear his ACL around that time too, though? When he made it, because there I think was it a year before. He... Yeah, but I think that one was really because of the child abuse charges. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, and he was the last person really cursed outside of. Um, no, no, nope. Next one was who you talked about, Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. um, and then AB. If, it you know, depends on how you look at that situation with AB. I'm going to tell you who they forgot. They forgot the 2010 cover when it, when they tried to outsmart it. They tried to do a double cover when it had... Oh, they didn't, uh, they didn't forget it. They called it a half curse. <laughs> yeah, the half curse. They had they Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Palomalu. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. I forgot what happened to each individual that year, but... So, Fitch. Fitch had a good year. He went to the Pro Bowl more than 1,000 yards, right? right. But... Palomalu missed a career high eleven games in two thousand nine thanks to an MCL injury. Oh. He had a career low twenty tackles. So if you guys are in the NFL mm-hmm. and EA Sports approaches you about being the cover <laughs> athlete, <laughs> what oh, are man. you doing? Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hundred percent, fam, and I got God. <laughs> man, I'm superstitious, bro. Uh-uh. It's, man. I got it's... super trust in God. I'll be like, Father. <laughs> true. Father, true. I know you blessed me with this Madden cover, God, and I just want to put this before you, Lord. Please don't let me get hit with any of these curses <laughs> that have hurt players in the past, Father, like Boy, Palomalu, God. I, I don't want to be end up like a Sean Alexander, Father. Please. <laughs> Don't make me end up like a Donovan McNabb in 2006, Lord. Just uh, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
See, I, I humbly come before you asking you to break this curse over me. See, this you is the exact, This is oh. the exact reason why I don't want any Eagles players being on that cover right now, man. Hey, I feel, look, I didn't I want any. Look, I'm a long ways from it, but I don't want no type. I don't want Christian McCaffrey on that next year. Nah, man. I don't want n- none of that. I just no. got Wentz back. Mm-mm. Yeah, man. Look, nah. <laughs> I just got. I'm low key. I'm nah, man. Man, oh, man, listen, I'm nah, telling bro. you, like, oh. hey, you know, he don't need to be cursed. He don't need, to, he don't need that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, EA, EA. Nah, man, he don't need that, best man. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not at all. Nah. Eagle, uh, Philadelphia will riot and go get Nick Foles back if that happens. Man, the funny part is I bet y'all can get Nick Foles back right now. No, more than likely. Yeah, no, probably. it's Minshew Min- Mania over there, bro. They, they I think last week they ordered twenty eight thousand mustaches. Yeah, Foles, Foles is no longer the starter. That's what I was actually telling someone the other day. If I'm running Dallas, I might actually do something underhanded. Go after Foles, who is already signed for an eighty million dollar deal. That's basically what a like forty million off of what. Um, Dak wants to get true. You it go, could, it, you it go might, get Foles. No, I don't. I wouldn't go for Foles if I'm them. I'm gonna tell you who I would. Who I would. Well, if I were the um the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. I would. You know, I would. You know, get a now. Filler. Andy Reid. Now, Andy Reid might. Uh, that is that is a good that is a good point. Andy Reid might but actually it, try and see if he can get him or Nate Selfield. But it may be too steep, right? Yeah. I can see that. It may be too steep, though. Like I said, Matt Moore is a good. Matt Moore is a good backup quarterback, bro. I think he they'll is. be fine. They don't He's need a quality anything. starter. Quality yeah, they starter. Don't, they don't need anything to be honest, which I think they're fine. Um, more so, bro, than anything, I would. I don't. I don't see Foles. I don't know where Foles could go. Well, actually, I do know where he can go. There's plenty of places to go right now. To be honest with you, even be a starter. Yeah, he can go to the Giants, um, the Steelers, but. Uh, a lot of these places are actually either tanking on purpose, like Miami, because mm-hmm. they don't care, right? No, right. Miami does not care. King and Drake right now is in trade talks. Um, I mean, they're they're just trying to get rid of the format and stockpile as many draft picks as they can get. So my Miami's you know going down. Um, Denver, <laughs> Denver needs somebody. Now Denver would be hey, a good Denver look. Somebody. Oh my Denver God. would be a good look for Foles. But Denver has Drew Locke, and they like him. He's a he's a second round quarterback from this year. There was a lot of hype about him going into the draft. Um, he has been on IR, but he's coming off of IR and should be practicing as early as like next week. Drew Locke is, you know, I think they'll they'll be fine with Locke. So mm-hmm. I don't outright see them going after anybody. They want to see what Locke is like first before they go after anybody, especially if they gotta make a commitment to pay him. So I'm yeah. I think they're good on that. Washington needs a quarterback no, too. No, no. You know what? They have yo. They have no. Haskins already. Yeah, Washington. He's, good. he's just not ready though. You know, like you he's can tell. not ready. But they got Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, um, and um, Alex Smith is still there. I don't know what he's doing. Oh wow, is he? Yeah, he was on IR. Oh, he's, he's still on their their roster. Yeah, and hold on, let me see. Wow. Um, he that. needed seventeen surgeries. Yikes. <laughs> 17? Hold on, hold on. Can oh, I ask God. y'all a question real quick? 
Go yeah. ahead. Do you all think that Washington's curse is just as as damning as the Madden curse? No. Think I about it. They don't have a curse, man. Think they about it. Have, they have bad leadership. No, no, no. Think about it. Washington. I don't remember. I don't know how many years in in recent memory, but since RG three, all of their quarterbacks have gone out with knee injuries. Hmm. It's a case to be made for that. It really is. Because the last good one, decent quarterback that I remember them having outside of RG3 was Jason Campbell, if anything. Yeah, they need to change their name. I don't. I, don't, I think they're going to end up having this line of injury until they change their name. I think that's what their curse is. Yeah. The funny part is, is it's the best thing in the world to change your name right now while you suck. Yeah. So yeah. remarket. Nobody would care. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> you rebrand yeah, the team. Like it's not like they're really good, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, we can't." We, you know, we there's so much, you know, cloud and and being the Redskins, right? There's none actually. Being a Redskin means that you suck, and if you're a fan of them, it means you're stupid. So it's like, no, I'm sorry, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I was about to say, man, my <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> It, it don't mean that. It, it don't mean that. Now, look, I got my, I got my boy. Um, I got I got too many too many Redskins fans, bro. Too many Redskins fans to, for me to say that. My boy Reds will be mad. But um, but it does mean it does mean that you're in a sad situation. At the very least, that's what it means. Yeah, you're in a sad situation if you're a Redskins fan. If they change the name right now, this would be the absolute best time to do it. Yeah. Right. Right now, while you're at the very you know while you're low on the totem pole. And, I mean, if it's bringing a lot of people, you know, a lot of heartache, plus you're not benefiting from it, what's the point? Mm, that's true. That's true. I, 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 There is no argument against that. Now, I will counter your uh, quarterback curse for Washington with what about a quarterback curse with Cleveland, given their history of QBs? Well, because... that's just because they've had ineptitude. In, in their front office. I don't know if that's so much of a curse as people that just don't know how to draft or trade. I don't know, man. Cleveland's had a... They've, they've made a case that since the, I believe, what, the Jim Brown era, like, they've really had nothing. I mean, look at when the Cavs won the championship, how happy the city of Cleveland was that they won... That'll be the last some... time they're that happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is true, but they, deep down they want the Browns to win it because they're they're more of a football football city, from what I've been told. You know, like the Indians haven't done anything. I mean, every time they had good records, they found a way to lose. Uh, I mean, it's an argument toss up wise between Cleveland and Atlanta. Who has it worse? Who has a city curse, right? Yeah, you know, like I've I've been heard. Um, people want to say that since the Cavs won that title for Cleveland, that it is Atlanta right now, but I don't know. You can still make a case about that. Like, what would you fellas say about that? I think Atlanta's curse is a lot deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. if, if, uh, if you guys noticed, um, I put out, uh, some stuff today. Um, one of the hosts from the perennial powerhouse podcast, um, Trip Durden, he actually wrote a, um, an article on this. Uh, we just we just uh, posted it today, and mm-hmm. it's about the curse of Atlanta. 
and I believe if I if I remember correctly, he said that one out of a hundred and seventy no out of a hundred and seventy seven tries for a title, Atlanta has only had one. Mm. I think that's what he if I'm, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, um, or actually two because Atlanta Braves and now the now the now the um, Atlanta United. But mm. that that curse to me is so deep. I, I like I don't see, and I'm not even sure if you can actually count United in in uh, in that whole thing because they're brand mm. new to the city. But so excluding them, out of all the sports in, in Atlanta, all the teams in Atlanta that had any type of chances of getting a title, only the Braves in the '90s won. Yeah. And even then, with that one, that year, they were going to the World Series a lot. Like, they were practically dominating uh, in that conference at that time going to the World Series. It's just they ended up getting only one title out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's the part that just makes it, like, what in the world, you know? Like, I mean, even I think about the Atlanta Dream. I mean, say what you will about the WNBA and who cares or doesn't care – that year I remember listening to Atlanta's, you know, 92-9 the game and just how thirsty Atlanta was for a championship in the city. Yeah. Those years that the Atlanta dream went every single year and they kept losing to, I believe it was Maya Moore and the uh, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They kept losing to them, but they kept going every year and people just kept thinking that was it, that Atlanta was finally going to get over the hump and they just never did. And, then you fast forward a little down the line, and that was matter of fact the Hawks. Then that that's when they had that miraculous year where they I believe won sixty wins. games, yeah, sixty five wins, mm-hmm. and so everybody was on that Coach Bud train and just like literally, I remember I started seeing people rocking Atlanta Hawks apparel that I've never seen before, and I'm like, wow, they're really behind the Hawks, and I guess they forgot LeBron James was in the East, and you know they get swept. And it's just like devastation, you know, and then you fast forward, I believe it was not even two years after that, we saw the Falcons, you know, make it to the Super Bowl and history is said on that one. I mean, still to this day, like that actually made the list for uh, since we're in the hundred year celebration of the NFL, that made the list on their uh, top, I believe it was the top 10 of the worst, most devastating Super Bowl losses. That That has to be number one. It wasn't. You know what was? It was actually the Seattle loss. Oh that no 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 no. There's no way. Made... There's no way because. Well, I don't know if you if you think about it rationally, being up twenty eight to three, being at the goal line, and then you had a chance to just run the ball and win, but yeah. you cho- cho- you know I don't know. One one is one is off of one bad call. The other is off of an epic collapse after the second half. I mean, after the first half, mm-hmm. you know, when they would not run the ball, when they would not run the clock. Like, I'm I'm sorry, because because Seattle already won a championship. They had already won a Super Bowl at that point. The Falcons have never won a championship, and you're right there. You 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 have the 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 Patriots on the ropes. And what do you do? You let them up. Mm. So I, to me, that's the, the 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 worst collapse in Super Bowl history 
I don't care what any list says. To me, that has to be the mm-hmm. worst. Because, Rick, what yep. do we what do we say the day after um, uh, when we went to go record? Like Atlanta was quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I um... I came from South Atlanta to I went I think I drove up to Marietta and I went through Atlanta. Usually it takes me about forty five minutes to do so. I got through. I got from. Uh, from the Turnerfield area to Marietta in about eight minutes, eight nine minutes. Mm. Wow! On that on a Monday morning, Atlanta you was Pelican eating peaches, man. It was it was really <laughs> <laughs> true. It was it was really it was really quiet, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> that that was Look, horrible. There were cars abandoned on the streets. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Yeah, almost. I was like that. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah, it looked like Snowmageddon. <laughs> yes, it did, bro. Like I just yeah. remember that day like it was yesterday. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it was so freaking. I had to check up with some people. I had to check up with some people because I I didn't know if you know they were just depressed or if they took any extreme measures or anything like that. But that was a bad time for Atlanta. It was good for and me. I was... I was in a Falcon household, literally, like, they, they have a, a, a Falcon's man cave downstairs, like, I was over there that day, and I, I remember, like, throughout that first half, everybody was making noise, they were cheering, <laughs> uh, the main, the, the, the father of the household, who was, like, the main king of, like, Falcon's country, I mean, he didn't did theme songs for the Falcons and everything, he came down right around halftime, and he was... You could tell he was he was pumped, he was happy, but he he was keeping quiet because he didn't even watch downstairs with the rest of us. He was kind of like in a private room, and so after the second half, he went back upstairs, you know, and this and that. And I'll never forget as they slowly started coming back. In my mind, I'm like, tell me this isn't really about to happen. And and literally as it happened, <laughs> when that was completely decided and it was over. That man did not come downstairs or at all. I didn't hear a peep out of him for the rest of that that night. I was just like, okay, well, uh, it was nice knowing you guys. Thanks for inviting me over, but (laughs) yeah, awkward, (laughs) man. Oh my god. Yeah. Nah, bro, it's not awkward. It's the best. It was beautiful. I loved it. Look, it was probably one of our best shows, Petty Season. Oh my god, that was. In fact, we need to go into the vault and pull that out. That was yeah. that was beautiful. Oh man. That was beautiful. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I think of all curses, Atlanta mm-hmm. and Madden are probably tied. Yo, yeah. this this week had to be the worst for them, right? Um mm-hmm. Georgia lost to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right? Um Atlanta suffered another defeat. Um <laughs> not new. Braves. The got- Bra ooh. Braves, they got destroyed. Oh yeah. my god, it was just it was just an all around bad week for for Georgia sports, bro. And yeah. so, man, it's it, it's tough, <laughs> yeah. man. Look, honestly, um, I didn't really realize how much I hated Atlanta until they start being successful. <laughs> um, and then to see just all the people come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And and how hard it was to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Like how tough it was to deal with at the time. Um, and then watching them this season go back into hiding has been just the <laughs> thing to watch. Like for me, anyway. Right? Yeah. Atlanta fans and uh, Dallas fans 
are mm. probably the most nauseating. Oh, those Dallas fans will be back out though. As soon as that offensive line gets back together and um, you know Zeke starts to get his footing and um, they're not suffering from injuries with with no. Gallup and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The fans will, oh. but the fans will, but the 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 Cowboys are going to end up. This is the same fate. It's going to be the no, same but... fate. They're they're going to end up losing. That like that's just what it is. That's how they are. That's oh, how man. they are. I I can actually tolerate Lakers fans. I can't tolerate Dallas fans. I can't. Hey man, we the Lakers fans are. Um, oh, here we are, go. With this we. Here we oh, go. That's this. right. I forgot. It's Mr. No. LeBron. Nah, 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 bro. You better stay uh, with them Pelicans, bro. He's like, I'm with them too. <laughs> I'm, I'm with them both. Team Zion. King Zion. Oh, man. But look, look, real talk. I'm with them both. Um, and and while Zion's um, you know, recovering from his knee soreness, um, I'm over here with these Lakers, man. That man's saying, gonna have a short career. Huh? Zion. He's gonna have a short career. Yeah. Stop it! Go here we he go. He is. He stop is. It. That's stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He is. I don't. I don't believe in the things you're talking about. Yeah. Um, when you're walking like Charles Barkley at 18, I, like I what 19, I can't. I can't say that that's going to be a good thing for you moving forward. The miracle of modern medicine indicates that <laughs> <laughs> this man is going to be fine. Like at the end of the day, he's going to have to lose some weight though. He's going to have to drop. Um, from at least two eighty five to about two sixty, maybe maybe two sixty five. No, he um, needs to be down like two forty. He won't get down to two forty. He like won't, but he needs he's in New be. Orleans. There's no way he gets down to two forty. <laughs> I don't oh. see it. Every everywhere he goes, people are off in the Metufay and and Jambalaya, and like he's he's not getting to two forty. He can wrap that up. But two sixty oh. is doable, right? <laughs> With all the running and stuff like that, you can combat some of the calories you'll intake while being in New Orleans. So, um. I feel at the end of the day, bro, he's not going to have a short career. Zion's going to be fine. Mm. Zion's going to be fine. Now, I don't like him starting off with two injuries, one from the summer and then one now, right? It's um, I, I hope he's not like one of those cases where you just kind of um, like, like there's been a couple of guys who have been drafted really high in the draft, um, looked good, but, you know, at the end of the day, just couldn't really make it past all the injuries. I think this guy is just too nice of a kid, right? He's too nice of a kid. He's too good of a kid um, for him not to, you know, to be successful at some point. I think he'll be successful. It's got I think nothing to do with whether he's nice or mean. Yes, he's, it does. No, it's got God, nothing. No. God no. It's on his side. Uh, God Uh-oh. made those knees, and he did not take care of them properly. That's, my God Uh-oh. can't make good knees? That's, no. Zion is not a good caretaker of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's he didn't what I'm do saying. nothing wrong. Yes, he's he just did. Explosive. Yes, he's just an explosive athlete. He's yes. just a guy who's big, right? He's not big. He's not like in there eating hamburgers every day. Like he's no. he's just big naturally. Yes, it's not his fault. I, look, man, I just I don't I don't see. You know what? I think you're talking like it's Calvin Benjamin or somebody. <laughs> uh, you know what? Don't Marcus Russell or somebody. Oh, two beat people right there. That's Bro. two people. I'm not going. I'm not going to go far as to say anything about Greg Oden, but facts. But He's not Greg Oden. No, I will give him more respect than that. But I don't see how you come into the season as a rookie and you're already banged up like that. I don't see it. 
and, and and he like I said before, he was already walking like like Charles Barkley. That is not. I, I can't. I, I can't judge that man's walk, but it is funny. Um, could he is, be? Could he be a Blake Griffin? I don't want him to be Blake Griffin. That's that's not cool enough. That's <laughs> not cool enough. Oh man, it's no, just not like like it's been done. It was cool for like the two or three years when he was hot, right, jumping over cars and whatnot. No, he and didn't then, jump over a car. He jumped over a hood. That that is yeah, not the same he thing. Jumped over a hood. This that's not the true. same thing. And it was like half the hood. It wasn't even the complete thing. No. I'm gonna give the man credit for jumping I, over the car. No, no, I give Kobe Bryant more credit for jumping <laughs> over an artificial uh, Aston Martin in that commercial. Uh, I give you I give no credit more. for jumping over artificial Aston Martin. I give him <laughs> I give him more credit than than Blake Griffin in that dunk contest. I give you full credit for jumping over a car and then getting a deal with Kia. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But okay, so but talk to me though. Uh what what do you see uh the where do you see the Pelicans going this year? Um straight to the top. So when I look at the Pelicans man of um... <laughs> <laughs> No Come on now. Come on nah, now. Honestly... <laughs> no, honestly, man, in my unbiased opinion, I think this would be one of those building years. It'll be a building year. Mm-hmm. They're they're probably one of the most, with Zion on the court, they're one of the most exciting teams to watch, right? Like, you have Lonzo, you have Ingram, um, you have Drew Holiday. You look a, a, across the, the board, right? They're a really good team to pay attention to. Josh Hart makes them interesting, Um, you know, even with coming off the bench, right? Um, You just look at the team and you say, this is a team that has all the makings of a team to still maybe, you know, the, the last seed. Right, maybe they're one of those last seed teams, mm-hmm. um, and maybe they make it to the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, and maybe they're knocked out in the first round. But it's a good spot for a team like this, right? You look at a team like this, and you say they have a lot of potential. We'll see how they how they really do, right? Um, you have two of the best defenders in the, in the um, in the backcourt possible, right? Um, Lonzo's a really good defender. Holiday's a really good defender. They'll be they'll be great. Like, they'll be great as far as defense is concerned. They'll be better as far as defense is concerned once he gets back. Jackson um, is really good. Actually, the um, the uh, center they picked up later on in the draft, mm-hmm. he's really good, and he's been good over the course of the summer. Highlight real worthy, some of the stuff that he's been doing as well. Mm-hmm. I look at the Pelicans, and I say, I can see them I can see them making it to the playoffs and then getting kicked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. I can see them making it to an exciting season only if, Zion can remain healthy throughout the course of the season because he gives them not, he doesn't give them like, it's not the presence that he has on the court as much. It's more so, it's it's just this fire that comes along with the team and the excitement that comes along with the team. Plus, there for the first time, bro, for the first time in a really long time, the Pelicans will be backed by the city of New Orleans. They haven't had that, right? Mm, They haven't had that support. They haven't had that in a while since Chris Paul's, um, you know, first few years in the league when he was dominating down there. They haven't mm-hmm. had that type of support from, you know, the city. Now the city's paying attention to basketball. Actually, there's Zion fever. If he's there, the city's behind him. I see this team being, could they be as exciting as a young Oklahoma City back in the day? I don't give them that. Um, but it depends on how, you know, how the chemistry works with these kids, bro. This This could be something special. I've got a, a potential pick for that as far as Oklahoma City exciting. 
because I've got a, a, a mental list of like some of my top exciting teams to watch, like young teams for this yeah. year. And definitely your Pelicans is one. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to go so far. I know they're just in year two of this right now. but uh, And even though we just kind of talked about the fact that the city kind of has their little curse right now, I think if any team out of their teams kind of breaks that curse per se, I'm going to say that the Atlanta Hawks are very close to that because I'm looking at Trey Young and, you know, I'm looking at the fact now having Cam Reddish and still got John Collins, you got Torian Prince. I mean, they have a nice set of people. Um, Kevin Herter, the Hawks, just, right? Yeah, I, I really I'm, feel like I'm watching the them Hawks too. Have, I like them. I like them. Yeah, I think they're going to be uh, somewhat. I mean, obviously they don't have a a Kevin Durant, you know, or Russell Westbrook type, but I mean, just in their own way, as far as being somewhat comparable to them in the next few years, you know, going into this year and the next couple of years. I feel like that Atlanta Hawks team can be a resembling factor of how that young OKC team was. And uh, especially in a wide open Eastern Conference at this point where there's no clear, clear cut favorite because I'm not on that Brooklyn train. I know Kyrie is definitely Kyrie and we'll see how Kevin Durant is when he's back. But I'm just not one to really fall on that Brooklyn train. And I just feel like it's a wide open East to where, you know, who knows? Um, I'm not saying Atlanta will be a top seed this year. Uh, who knows where they can fall? Um, but definitely, they're up there. I, I like Orlando as an exciting young team to watch. Um, definitely, as a Bulls fan, I'm throwing my Bulls in there with uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Zach Levine and Markinen and just you know a lot of a lot of people as well. Like they're they're definitely turning into a team that's exciting to watch. I was catching them in preseason and. Liking what I was seeing from these brothers here. So uh, I definitely like the way they're going to look. Um, you know, I mean, I just I really feel like it's a lot of excitement coming out of the NBA this year. Like, I really can't wait to just see how this season turns out. Um, one team that I'm definitely throwing under the bus as far as way, way under the water would be Washington <laughs> because I don't Everyone expect should. much out of the – yeah, the Wizards will probably – likely be the worst team in the NBA this year. If they remotely become competitive in any way, that will definitely surprise me. I mean, because I don't see at all how the Washington Wizards will come out in any competitive way, fashion, or form. But, uh, I mean, who knows? You, you never know. So let me ask you guys this. Um, how How do you think philadelphia is gonna do to me they're they're my they're one of my biggest question marks of this of the, of the league because i know we've seen this uh video of um uh what's the name ben simmons uh shot ah, right but as an editor i've already seen it and it doesn't that's not they edited that that video so all those videos so I'm not um, I'm not convinced. Now mm-hmm. everyone uh, is is, is um, talking about this shot that he made in the in the preseason mm-hmm. um, when they were up by like 40 against a team that wasn't even in the NBA. <laughs> um, I'm not believing in I'm not believing in this this Ben Simmons getting a shot. You can't go from being a coward in April 
to all of a sudden being Ray Allen uh, in, in September, October. I don't believe that. Uh, it, mm. it, it, it takes a lot to develop a shot in a mm-hmm. league, especially when you have not been shooting properly your entire career. I don't believe you automatically just take off. I think Philadelphia is going to be one of the best defensive teams, but I just don't think that they're going to. I don't think they're going to make it to where they think they're going to be. What mm. do you guys say, Rick? Why don't you take this one, brother? All right. So when I look at um, Philadelphia, I mean they last year, right? They they had a pretty good run, and mm. I feel like they've only gotten a little bit better. Like they've only gotten better. Now I don't believe in. I don't believe in the turnaround. Like I don't believe in the outright turnaround of a roster. I mean, of a of a shot. Like I don't believe he'll go from like you said. I don't, I don't see him being Ray Allen at any in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know if if it holds up. I don't know if at the end of the day it holds up. But you look at their roster, bro. They can't finish outside of the playoffs at all. They're definitely a playoff team. Oh, they're a playoff team. Down. They're yeah. a playoff team, and if they get their chemistry right, they could be a team. Um, they could be a team that shocks a lot of people, bro. Um, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, L. Horford. You can't add L. Horford right towards the end and and not benefit from it, right? Mm-hmm. They they should benefit from it greatly. If Ben Simmons is at least somebody you have to pay attention to at the three point line, he don't got to be nothing else. He mm-hmm. just needs to be somebody. I need. I can't just leave out there and know he'll miss. If he's somebody who threatens me a little bit, they'll mm-hmm. be fine. I would say, um, I mean, personally, I feel like losing Jimmy Butler hurt them. But then also gaining Al Horford kind of also, like, helped them. So they're definitely top four, I would, I would hope. Um, and I mean, I agree with Rick as far as even if he's at least just somewhat of a threat. Uh, personally, I wouldn't even say from three if the if the brother can just at least consistently knock down some mid range shots, that might even you know at least make them a little more credible. You know, I mean something just just to where because the strategy has always been with them more so. It's like, well, okay, we know Embiid's a force when he's healthy, uh, but that guy can't shoot you know he likes to come and drive it or he likes to assist you know i mean you can attest for this seeing as how your celtics when they met them they knew the game plan already they were like well, okay we're just not gonna let their uh shooters we're not gonna let the Ilya silvers and the marco bellinelli's and we're not gonna let Reddick. the jj reddicks you know we're not gonna let them shoot Nah, we're gonna we're gonna try to make that guy shoot. You know, we want we want him to try to beat us. And and it was just it was an ultimate fail for them. I mean, at the end of the day, if it had not been for that strategy, they could have possibly went to the finals. But again, Brad Stevens and his genius understanding, hey, nah, uh uh-uh, uh, don't forget about us and what we can offer right here. And so I mean, um it's 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 very it's a toss up for them at this point to me. I mean, because again, I, I feel like they're really gonna miss Jimmy Butler. Um I, I, I just really feel like they're gonna miss his presence a little bit, but I think at, at the same time they'll still be okay and you know, contending worthy, but it's just it's it's tough to look at the makeup of this team, man. I mean, uh we just we kinda have to let it play out and see. Um my thing is just can Embiid stay healthy? Uh, throughout the season and can he stay healthy going into the playoffs you know 
Right. Yeah, I I'm just not a big believer in them. I, I they they lost uh, Reddick, which is probably the biggest thing uh, about them uh, in this mm-hmm. off season. They lost two shooters, plus Jimmy Butler. So I I don't. I think I think that's going to be as detrimental to them as Milwaukee losing Brogdon. So I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they're a top uh, a top three team in the East because mm-hmm. um, no particular order. I have uh, Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee as the top three teams, but okay. I don't see how they go f- deep into the playoffs because now you're going to basically rely on Al Horford and. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Richardson to be your shooters on the perimeter to be the consistent mm. ones, and I don't see that happening. Tobias has to now take over for Jimmy Butler. I don't see yeah. this being what everyone else sees it as as it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you never know. Um, like I said, the NBA season is is about to gear up, so we'll have an NBA show probably next week, so we can just you know dive awesome. into it. Um, but um, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Uh, go okay. ahead and tell everybody where to find you guys and uh, let them know what you guys have going on. All right. Um, well, definitely you can follow the uh, Life's a Botch podcast. Um, definitely got some uh, awesome guests coming up in the next few episodes. Uh, we just finished up with episode two, so we're working on episode three. Um, and we're going to work on some YouTube content pretty soon for that. Uh, maybe give some cool little promo segments or something like that in, in the in the YouTube videos. Uh, maybe even do some pay-per-view reviews. Um, and, of course, personally, you can follow me at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. That is my artist page. And uh, so just, of course, a uh, new album coming out pretty soon. Uh, also currently in works of doing something for the OTS theme as well. So you guys keep it locked for that. Uh, definitely going to be pretty fun uh, constructing up something for that. And, uh, yeah, that's it over here. Yo, so it's MTNV Sports. You can catch us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play. Wherever you get your podcast. you can find MTNV Sports. We run shows at least six or seven times a week, <laughs> right? So you're you're going to always catch something new, something fresh, tons of interviews. Um, we always bring different people on, and we've been um, credentialed. So uh, actually us and OTS are going um, to cover this Georgia State Army game. Um, tomorrow so you'll hear some talks about that stuff later on so we got college football we got all kind of stuff and we got a brand new show just this week called the huddle mtmv huddle um you can find that on youtube and you can you know find the guys we've got a whole family going in on on different stuff um and if you don't catch it on youtube you just want to catch it while you're driving in your car feel free to hop on um uh, mtmv on anything and you'll hear the audio version of our brand new youtube show so that's where you can find us at MTNV Sports on Twitter, on Instagram, and wherever you like to hear your podcast. Yes, sir. All right. And as usual, um, you guys can um, just just follow us on at OTS guys on all social media platforms. Um, we have a ton of content coming out, um, so um, you know just be on the lookout for that podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Just look up OTS; you'll find every one of the podcasts under there. Um, and we actually just, like I said earlier, we just launched an audio article, um, uh, podcast thing. Uh, so just check that out. Um, 
and we have a lot of stuff coming. Uh, Ernest, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry, sincere. I don't think we are ready to announce anything that we were talking about before. But uh, OTS and MTNV are um, partnering up to do a lot of things. Uh, so be on the lookout, and and you know just. Let us know how, what you think about everything. You know, we, I definitely value the feedback. So appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, for joining and, and great conversation, man. Awesome. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You too.